3: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
4: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
5: It's the Take It or Break It Podcast. Starring Corbin A. Smith Reggie Miller Michael Henneke, Keith Parrish for Fast Break Breakfast Evan Turner Joey Devine Kermit Washington Corbin's girlfriend, Maureen John Wilms, Damon Mighty Mouse Stoudemire, Rick Barry, Sean Keen, Jerry West, musical guest, The Silver Juice, and now the host of the Take It or Break It podcast, Corbin Smith. Oh, welcome
3: to a take it or break it fast break breakfast, uh, and the other Ra- podcast round ball rock round ball
2: rock round ball Jesus rock Christ <laughs> crossover. Wow. The, uh, We're leaving. <laughs> under
3: you know what? <laughs> Understandable. It's uh, it's the it's the it's it's the it's the try podcast uh play playoff preview crossover a thon. Uh, I'm your host Corbin Smith let's meet today's contestants the host of round ball rock and a writer for yard barker is Sean Keen Sean how are you doing
6: hey I'm doing pretty well Sean
3: just got done covering the big three draft I did and uh, where Uh, apparently he spent a lot of time standing next to Rick Barry now tell me does his evil energy fly off of him with a sort of faint uh, dark glow or do you just sort of feel it in your bones
6: I have to say I saw him being uh, conscientious yesterday and uh, he was like brusque, but he seemed like he was being kind. And I was like, you know, this is like an old man. Do I really need to harbor all this hatred for him? (laughs) And then as I was standing next to him and he was being interviewed, he started defending his statement that he thought President Trump was under too much scrutiny. And then the backlash (laughs) that he got for expressing that was unfair and he's like look i lean conservative i lean conservative i won't apologize for that and then all the hatred came back
3: wonderful wonderful you know what good on rick for for not for not doing anything to make us feel bad for him our second guest is the other host of round ball rock and a comedian it's joey Devine. joey how are you doing
2: hi it's me joey divine sorry uh <laughs> I don't know why I'm apologizing for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's but your I thing. Should. That's your thing. That's the yeah. thing. You do. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, lit, Joey. <laughs> it is lit, fam. Uh, Corbin, how are you? Oh, Joey, <laughs>
3: thank you very much. I'm kind of shitty. I had a shitty day where I didn't get enough done, and I just got done taking like an hour long nap. Oh no. Yeah. At least like you're well rested
2: for this crossover
3: yeah. episode. I need. I was gonna exercise. I was gonna be like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go ride my bike a little. Before the thing, but then I took a nap. You don't instead. have to do that. Thank you, Joe.
2: Yeah, napping. Napping is also good. It's uh mental health. Thank you. It's self care. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you use your heavy blanket when you were napping? Oh, you're goddamn right, I did. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: the uh, the our third guest is the host of Fast Break Breakfast, or one of the two hosts, but like the guy who hosts it the most. Is that fair to say? <laughs>
1: I uh, yes. I hosted the most. <laughs>
3: and uh a father and a friend. It's Keith Parrish. Keith, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing I'm I'm doing great, Corbin. Uh thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. To my podcast first when you forgot about Roundball Rock's name. Yeah. Well, I mean it
2: was clear whose podcast Corbin likes the most when he announced us, so good job, Keith. Good for you.
1: Uh, that makes me you. feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Sean, Sean, at the Big Three Draft, did you hear any news about Roger Mason Jr.? Did you get the scuttlebutt on the Qatari investors or any of that?
6: We haven't there. They weren't answering any questions about that. Clyde Drexler has been installed as the new commissioner to replace Roger Mason
1: The glide.
6: The glide. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. At one point, they showed him uh, because they they did like an NBA-esque thing where the commissioner announced the picks in the third round. And the Chiron for Clyde Drexler was 13th pick in the
1: 1983 draft. I
6: actually saw that. It was just such a weird choice.
3: So they they were at a draft, you know. When you're at a draft, you revert to your draft position status-wise. Oh, and uh,
6: I'm going to share this anecdote about uh, Bonzi Wells was picked with the second-to-last pick. And a a draft eligible player uh, just exploded with rage, but just to me for some reason, and was just like, "That guy got drafted in 1998. Those people here went in the top ten this decade. It doesn't even matter if you try out." The only thing they care about is who they want to drink with or who they used to smoke with after games. And I think he was specifically talking about, about Jermaine Bons. O'Neal drafting Ponzi Wells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is exactly what he was saying.
1: Wait, can you can you say who the player was, Sean?
6: Um, no. Right? Or is that, or no. is that, Double, is that bad no. journalism ethics?
3: Keith, Keith, are you literally saying, hey, can you please snitch?
1: I'll, 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 was he not there covering it as a reporter?
6: I was covering it as a reporter. It will be. I imagine that the reporter from Black Sports Online next to me will
2: name the player, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you guys over DM.
3: Okay. Uh, and it's so a she, funny
2: she... player. Sean told me it's a very funny player. It's a
6: funny. It's a funny player. He's also he also uh, was absolutely kicking ass yesterday and should have been drafted so
1: okay i I mean obviously
6: obviously Bonzi wells looks like he's gonna have a heart attack on the court (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like three bills i would say
3: what what has changed and our uh and our last guest is the shadow president of take it or break it it's john wilms (laughs) john how are you doing
0: how fuck how fuck is everybody um so you guys are talking about this big three thing and like my brain is like just limited, and I don't follow it, and I can't, and so I don't really know what's going on.
6: And it all sounds like you're just making it up. It doesn't sound real to me at all. (laughs) I (laughs) I mean, that's what it was like to cover it, because they'd they'd announce a name, and everyone would look at each other, and it'd be like, well, I guess he was playing professional basketball in the Philippines in 2013. That makes him a perfect... (laughs) Compliment to Brian Scalabrini
5: <laughs> and Josh
6: Childress. <laughs> it it also sounds like I'm making up those names, but they are teammates in cocap
1: Rick. I, have, I have another coach. if it's Ed hey Corbin, I have I have another question for Sean oh, about p- the big three trap. Uh, so I I was watching it on TV and after, <laughs> after You were? Thing, it was on it was on Fox Sports One, which is a step up from Facebook Live last year. Uh, yeah, they
6: it, did it in the they did it in the um, <laughs> where where Colin Cowherd and Skip Bayless do battle. That same oh, studio.
1: I did not I did not recognize <laughs> it, thankfully. But when Colin they announced Coward,
6: uh, very wrinkled shirt today, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> when they announced the picks in the studio, there was like smatterings of applause. <laughs> But I gathered there was no audience. Was that just people working for the big three? Like, you could see the other teams doing, like, small galt, like small claps after each pick. Was that just the people involved with the big three that felt they needed to clap to fill the, the dead silence? Um, or I was there an audience?
6: They had, like, a really weird uh, green room that's kind of like what you have for, you know, like, the NFL draft when they'll have guys they think are going to get picked in that one weird room. But – it was just very obviously just like a conference room that's adjacent to their main studio. So I think players were clapping from there, but everybody who was like covering it, there were just a lot of like crew people and they weren't clapping because they didn't want to fuck up the sound. So, uh, yeah, it was a strange environment. And also some of the players were just getting madder and madder because they'd come to LA and they were like on TV, uh, But the
2: guy Keith who to, had the weirdest Keith, stance, to answer your question, Sean was the one clapping. I was the one it clapping was for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited for every person. And he has six arms and he has too. six
3: arms, so it sounds like <laughs> several people.
6: Yeah, preview preview for my big three draft article. Uh, the guy sitting front and center in the green room, very prominent the whole two days, Smush Parker. Oh. And he was wearing a cap with a P on it, and it said Smush Parker on the back. And he was also wearing the exact same outfit at the Combine yesterday. So he's pushing that personal Smush Parker brand that means so much to so many people. Yeah. Uh,
3: thank you for joining us. It's time to get to the gristle, but first.
2: <laughs> what? Nothing. Just yeah. keep going, dude. It's take it or break yeah, it, Joey. That's he's what happens.
0: Just, he's, just, he's just excited to be here, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Joey.
3: You're, you're right. You're right. Jo- thank you for holding me back, Wilms. Anyway, thank you for joining us. It's time to get to the gristle, but first we have to spell out the rules. Take It or Break It is a, is a lot of rounds game where we will discuss eight topics today. A not bad take is worth one or two points, and actually good take is worth three points. A scorching hot take is worth five points, but beware! Garbage take will be worth negative three points. But if you can manage to string together eight garbage takes in a row for a total of you know, six, 20, negative 24 points, you will be named the automatic winner of the takes portion of the contest and enter! The trivia round with a pronounced four-point advantage. Are we all understood?
6: Yes, Yes. sir. Keen. (laughs) Sorry, that's (laughs) later.
3: All right. uh, Question one. There is, I believe, a conversation to be had about the inherent victories and defeats in sports. Why, frankly, does someone have to lose? Would it be possible to watch and enjoy a cooperative competition, man versus machine perhaps, instead of the capitalist hell world that team versus team, player versus player confrontations enshrined by their very nature? Can we create a sports beyond losing? But today is not the day for that question. Today is, instead, the day before the beginning of the NBA playoffs, the best sports imaginable, and we must look forward to these playoffs Uh, these sports as they exist as a series of events that create winners for certain, but even more inevitably we create losers, hideous, loathsome losers who deserve our scorn and derision. And so my question on this, the dawn of the first round, who is going to eat that shit in the opening round? Who will get ignobly swept, sent flying into the garbage, endure the kind of embarrassment that makes them regret making the playoffs in the first place? And, Will there be any consequences for their failure? Let's start
2: with Joey. Uh, The Washington Wizards are getting swept. uh, Because they're already... uh, They're just like a garbage team full of garbage people who hate each other. Uh, Typically, in the last couple of years, they've kind of shined in the playoffs, but that's not going to happen this year. Marcin Gortat, after Game 1, is going to, like... Openly shit talk John Wall. It's just going to be embarrassing. And uh, nothing will happen because they're the Washington Wizards.
3: Uh, two point take. Garbage people. A little unfair. Keith, <laughs> who's getting swept? Uh,
1: I don't think anyone is getting swept. I, I, I feel like the Washington Wizards could have gotten swept. However, they get matched up with the only team that's never won a first-round playoff game in their franchise's history, the Raptors. So they're kind of out. I feel like the Bucs could get swept, but I don't think the Celtics are going to score enough. So I think, unfortunately, uh, none of these shameful teams are going to be swept right out of there. I do think some of the higher seeds will be ashamed when they lose, however.
3: Uh, Just no, like not even the Wolves, you could bring yourself to say?
1: No, I can't say the Wolves because I feel like uh, the Rockets are a regular season juggernaut built for playoff disappointment. And with Jimmy Butler, <laughs> with Jimmy Butler, the Wolves are like a fifty fifty two win kind of pace team. I don't think they're getting swept out of there unless they. I don't know. They totally fall apart. I don't. I don't see it. So uh, you know, maybe Derrick Rose gets under the skin of everybody and they kind of quit playing, and the Wolves get swept. But no, I, I'm I'm not seeing any sweeps in the first round. Mm,
3: one point. Coward. One. Yeah, that's right. It's hard not to feel like there are restraints of cowardice in your answer. I can hear Keith uh, performing for all – you know, he's just trying to get a job with uh, Well, Also, I had to to leave
1: the the table open for two. There's two people behind me still to answer. I mean, I had to leave something. Unbelievable.
3: Unbelievable.
1: Keen, you're next.
6: Uh, While I do think the Washington Wizards will be swept out of the playoffs because John Wall's ultimate destiny – is to be a disappointing washed-up point guard for the Phoenix Suns, like so many before him, Penny Hardaway, uh, Stephon Marbury, where they go. Uh, I believe the Minnesota Timberwolves are most likely to be swept out of the playoffs. Uh, Very brave. It's going to be an interesting series because these are the two coaches in the NBA that aggressively hate rest. Like, these are people that are lying in wait to stab the Sandman in the knee to keep these players from resting. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Thibodeau had the Timberwolves playing, like, three-hour practices every day preparing for this. And at the same time, Mike D'Antoni is going to respond to Jimmy Butler playing 47 minutes by playing James Harden 48 minutes. And so it'll be a sweep, but it'll be like a Pyrrhic victory when Chris Paul, like, dislocates a toe because he's just so fatigued chasing Jeff Teague around
3: Keane three points good take Keen. Wilms who's getting swept
0: I don't know if anybody's getting swept but I think you know the the wizards will be washed away in a hot shit stain of sh- <laughs> of shame um <laughs> But they will—they will like it though, because they—they love shame. It's clear. Like they wouldn't—they wouldn't keep coming back for more so consistently. Like I don't think they're that lacking in self-awareness, right? They know that they're owning themselves over and over again. It, 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 to some extent, doing it. They like—they—they they like being domed. So, they're, I don't think that they'll get swept just because the Raptors are like the most neurotic playoff team of all time, but they will be shamefully dismissed.
1: See, the Wizards the Wizards did sign Ty Lawson today, which might is a self-own on its own. Oh, absolutely. God, that's
0: <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't even believe that. I was like, are you kidding me? What is why? Like what are they why? He's good in is
2: a
5: locker just... room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, oh, yeah, I'm sure Ty
0: Lawson
3: is really good in a locker room. I'm sure of all the NBA players who we could say they're good in a locker room, I'm sure Ty Lawson is numbers one, two, and three. I'm sure that there is nothing unpleasant honestly, about a sub-six-point point, Lawson, point yeah. guard who is all, like a dick on his own.
2: I, I will definitely... say... Go ahead. Uh, the wizards at least have the outfits to all wear to Ty Lawson's funeral in a few days. Yeah. Um, oh, Ty Lawson's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh,
3: well, well, you know what, Wilms? I gave you three, yeah. but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bump that up to four. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I was playing right into you with that one because I know how much you like shame.
3: Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Ooh, I love a love a good shame. Uh, man, we can't, like, we don't have enough time to talk about which NBA player likes to get pissed on the most. But it's definitely a topic I'm curious about. It's going to have to be a summer conversation, though. (laughs) It's Chris Paul. Question two. The Warriors. If you were, I think, to view this team in a broad spectrum over five or ten years, I think it would be hard to conclude that they were not the most talented and equipped squad heading into the playoffs, but they have been injured and pedestrian by turns this year, uh, losing the top seed in the West to the Rockets, and will probably be playing without Steph Curry, Modernism's official basketball player in the first round. My question is, is any take, aside from the Warriors are prohibitive favorites, just an overthinking uh, of the issue at hand? Have they really just been uh, less qualified to win the title than the Rockets, or have they just been... Anceli waiting out the season, keeping their aim on the playoffs. And we'll, they will simply unleash hell on anyone who stands in the way when the time comes. Uh, Keith, you first. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I think they have some real problems. I think mostly exemplified by them displaying some kind of overt anti-Semitism by waving Omri Caspi <laughs> on on the cusp of the playoffs. And I see Steve Kerr hiding behind this, like, faux-liberal, outspoken, do-gooder type thing, and I'm not buying it. I'm seeing how they, how they threw Caspi under the bus, and I think that it's, uh, it's not going to reward him. It might be kind of celebrated in, in the Trump America, but uh, no longer, you know, th- these deeds will be pushed back into the shadows, and I think the Warriors will uh, will be vanquished.
3: Sort of, a, sort of a complicated understanding of wokeness, uh...
2: <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize I was on the podcast with Louise Mensch. Alright. <laughs> oh oh. Hashtag resistance.
3: Uh, Game theory.
6: <laughs>
3: uh, uh two points, Keith. Um probably should have been less. Uh next, uh Keen. Uh
6: I think that the Warriors are essentially just were Trying the last couple months of the year, and I just don't think that that actually has any indication of what's going to happen. They're like the kid who is is reading a couple grade levels ahead, and uh, you know, like flunks. You know, playboy English
3: hustlers. Uh, not
6: even like, not even uh, like in a fun way. They just, it's like they remind me of. Uh, the way I was my last year of high school when I already knew what college I was going to and just not really trying. But, uh, well, except I wasn't, like, a dick and I didn't have a lot of fake Twitter accounts, you know, defending me. But I think what the Warriors did uh, in getting rid of Caspi, they're leaning into their new villain status. Like, no one... Steph Curry can never do right at this point. Like, he'll never... He's always being being trod upon, so why not get rid of the good-hearted Israeli Omri Caspi in favor of a player from Duke University, a literal devil in NBA form, Quinn Cook? Uh, it's like the closest thing. They can't add Grayson Allen because he's not eligible, but they still need just that that like dark, sulfurous energy that comes from starting uh, – a top recruit who played for Coach K. Uh,
3: three points. A two-point take, but I give you an extra uh, point for saying that Steph Curry likes to be trod on because our man has a foot fetish. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Wilms. Okay, so um, the Warriors are probably going to be really good in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win the championship... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't think I was gonna be next, so my my take is not very prepared. Um, what else uh, were you doing? Ah, uh, shit, uh, I'm playing a video. Going again. third oh, wasn't good Oh enough. I see Oh
3: fuck <laughs> it oh, oh we finally caught him. This motherfucker for, pe- <laughs> for people who don't know, yeah. Wilm sits around and plays fucking Tetris when he's on my show. He's on my show at least once a week, and every goddamn week he just sits there and plays fucking Tetris. And I finally yeah. caught this motherfucker in the act. <laughs>
0: All right, all right, I'm ready now. Something we don't talk about enough is that Steph Curry injured himself wearing low tops for the first time um, to promote the Under Armour brand. Mm -hmm. Um, That, to me, is insane, and it hasn't been talked about enough. I remember, like... They tweeted – I saw like a tweet earlier that day before he got injured that was like Steph Curry um, to wear the Under Armour low tops for the first time during a game. And then I quote tweeted that and said, when you're willing to die for your brand. And like (laughs) he he fucking got injured for his brand. And they are lucky that they matched up against the Spurs because the Spurs just don't have enough. But if they were like matched up against almost anyone else in the West, I would be like – Maybe saying that they're not going to win, like they just don't play that well without Steph Curry. And you can't—I just don't think that you can snap into it that easily. Like, also, if we're talking about using the senior—the senioritis—the senioritis senioritis thing—that metaphor. Hey, listen, I had senioritis, and it cost me. There's a lot of math that I was supposed to learn that year that I ended up not learning. Oh no! And I just never—I never understood it. Do you oh, no. do you
6: need that in your job as an English professor?
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> but the Warriors need the Warriors need a sort of continuity and discipline. They can't just they can't just start having it like that. You know, like their their point differential against playoff teams for the last two months it's like it's like really really bad. It's like god awful.
1: Look at you with the point differential. You got that math down?
0: Yeah. You need well, those classes? That's just something somebody told me. I'm just regurgitating somebody smarter than me.
1: I should but, take um, I should
3: take points from you for getting caught playing Tetris in the middle of a recording. Yeah. <laughs> but that was ended up being a good take, so I gave you 3 points. JD, you last.
2: Uh as a Warrior fan, I'm a little worried that the darkness inside of Kevin Durant has infected the rest of the Golden State oh, Warriors. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, they've lost ten of their last seventeen games going into the playoffs. Uh, Steph Curry is hurt. Um, they play so much better when Steph Curry is around. Uh, and but they drew the Spurs, so the only thing that can happen is Kawhi Leonard comes back and then Zaza Pachulia injures him again. Uh, Warriors in five. <laughs> Uh
3: two points, Devine. Uh I think it's I think it's pretty clear that uh Kawhi is just sitting out because he is a uh because he voted for Trump and can't uh can't stand...
0: Oh yeah. I also wanted to uh speculate as to how many people who voted for Trump know who Omri Caspi is.
1: Like, there, well, there is a we, strong there is a strong uh, Trump voter-Zionist crossover. Yeah, yeah that, I was going to say, the,
3: the Zionists are probably familiar with him. They probably don't like Caspi, though, because remember that time he shook hands with a Palestinian player? Or no, an Iranian, an Iranian player, pardon me.
1: I don't remember. Mm. Was, it, was that Hamed Haddad? Yeah, yeah, it was Haddad, yeah. There probably oh, is a newsletter somewhere saying, like, liberal Golden State Warriors cut remaining Zionist NBA player or something.
0: Zionists might also dislike Omri Caspi For palling around with um, DeMarcus Cousins Who once misrepresented God's plan <laughs>
3: I've become intensely interested In this Omri Caspi uh, Zionism um, uh, Omri Caspi Oh, three days ago Omri Caspi is having the worst week ever Uh. uh nah Nah this, is a, this isn't good content. All right, next question. <laughs> uh, question three. Do you have any decent guess on who is going to win in the East? Unlike the Warriors, the Cavs really do seem back to front sincerely 100% worse at basketball. But there's something about the Raptors making the finals that really does feel deeply unnatural. Uh, Keen, you first.
6: Wait, wait. So what's the question exactly?
3: The question is, do you have any decent guess on who is going to come out of the East?
6: Oh, uh, yeah, my I have an excellent guess, and it is the Cleveland Cavaliers, because a lot of what they, a lot of what appears to be them struggling is actually Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder being two of the worst players in the NBA this year and completely inexplicably. Like, uh, I was looking at some of the lineup combination stats, uh, mainly to just, marvel at how bad and how long some of the the lineups that the memphis grizzlies played this year uh but the the, anytime that isaiah thomas or jay crowder was playing their point differential is just insanely bad and now that those guys are all you need for lebron is just to have guys that aren't terrible around him he will like run the show you know he made it to the finals. With just a bunch of old dudes and Matthew Della Dellavedova and Channing Frye, with LeBron just pointing out where they went, they made threes and they they rushed through the playoffs. Like, if if the Cavs are going to keep scoring 125 points a night, who in the East is going to beat them in a ser- in a seven game series? Nobody. Mm. Toronto, Boston. Come on now. <laughs> Maybe Philadelphia, but I don't really think that's going to happen either. Uh,
3: two point take, Keen, Wilms.
0: It's going to be Philly. Do is you want that, me to explain?
3: Well, yeah, that is usually <laughs> the point of the show, but.
0: I just, I just, you know, things happen, man. Like, not everything is is according to script. The Los Angeles Lakers won a title when Magic Johnson was a rookie, and he was the NBA Finals MVP, I think, or he was at least their second best player at he, that point. He did win, as, he did as win a rookie. MVP
3: at that point. He yeah. did win MVP because okay. Kareem sat out the last game, you may recall.
0: All right, well well let's just say that Ben Simmons is uh, you know, a special player and that um he might the, the Padawan might overtake his his master sooner than expected, uh particularly with Sith Lord uh Joel M. B by his side. Um I think I just I just think it's going to happen. that's really all I have to say about it.
3: Uh one point Corbin? I appreciate Corbin? Si- oh. I appreciate the sixers take say- but uh this is a Star Trek podcast, so uh I'm trying to-
2: <laughs> All right, that's fair. I was going to say, listen. before you score him, remember, he did compare the Sixers to a team run by Jerry West. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. Wait, did Jerry West run
3: that particular Lakers squad? Yes. He ran the Showtime squads?
6: Yeah, yeah, he was the GM. Oh, terrible. He worked there forever. Fucking horrible.
3: Uh, uh, uh Joey, your turn.
2: Uh... It's been a wild One week. few years here. Oh, sorry. It, it's, been, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a wild few years here in uh, the world of uh, everything. And uh, it would only make sense if the senseless Toronto Raptors won the East. It's the only thing, like, based on how everything else is gone, how crazy the world is... Just to make the world crazier, the Toronto Raptors are going to win the East. Uh,
3: Respectable take, two points. Keith Parrish,
1: who's coming out Uh, of the East. I'm 100% on Team LeBron James. He's clearly the best player in the East. I mean, he played every game this year despite the weird casts, uh, but now he's going to step it into that playoff gear. There's literally no one. In the entire Eastern Conference, who can guard him, save Giannis Antetacumbo, who has an exactly 0% chance of meeting him in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be no problem. Uh, Yeah, the Raptors are going to fall apart. You know, the Sixers, a fun story. Eh, I don't think they have what it takes, and especially when they get to the finals, if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron. I don't see how they're going to stop a team where, when Kevin Love plays and George Hill plays with LeBron, they score at kind of unbelievable levels, even better than Warriors levels. Uh, I'm going to regurgitate: they score over 130 points per 100 possessions when those three guys are playing. So I think it's still LeBron's, uh, you know, east to lose, and I don't, I don't see this being the year that he, uh, he doesn't reach the finals again.
3: Ex- I, extremely good take, but I can only give you three points for it because you did just say that like george hill was going to be the unstoppable avatar of uh, i'm not
1: saying he, he just happens to exist in that little uh random bit of data the start the starting point guard george hill who i am yes very worried if i'm going to trust in the Cavs that he will make it through a playoffs intact not really his thing
3: is george hill the best chalmers uh lebron's ever played with? <laughs>
1: He's like a, a uh, rich, no, rich Boobie Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pardon me. Pardon
6: me. Uh, do you think, do you think LeBron ever lets the other guys on the Cavs, like, go into the special van he has with a Lazarus pit inside?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think James Jones was in there. Them them Well, yeah, well JR. Well, J- well, J- well, J- other knows, James Jones really, really hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
6: JR awesome. just uses it to recover from hangovers, though. Yeah. So it's like he just goes back to a normal JR Smith level rather than rejuvenating himself. I feel like himself.
1: Kevin Love. Kevin Love tried to get in there and it like backfired and it turned his hair gray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know that? Yeah, Norse... but the
6: band judged him and found him wanting, and they <laughs> took his essence away. Wilms, what were you gonna yes.
0: say? I was, I was. you we were talking about the best members. so I looked up Norris Cole, and uh, turns out he's playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv.
3: No, oh,
2: oh he he's playing the jazz piano there. I think he's playing basketball, actually. Oh, not the jazz piano. Okay, just yeah. and uh,
1: <laughs> shout shout out Fast Break Breakfast co-host Chuck, whose son is named Norris, uh, the Heat fan Norris. Oof. What, is his son a Heat fan? Well, I mean, Chuck's a Heat fan, and he may or may not have named his son after Norris Cole. He didn't you name he him, named him after. <laughs> negative
2: three points, Chuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Chuck. I'm marking what if negative. he was named
2: after uh, MTV Newsman
6: John Norris?
1: Could have been. <laughs> or former Houston Rocket Moochie Norris.
6: That would have been pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Moochie <Mucci laughs> Norris did not try out for the big three this year he was undrafted last year. Or a
3: George W. <laughs> Norris, a politician from the state of Nebraska in the Midwestern United States, who served five terms in the United States House of Representatives as a Republican. Perhaps Stop that wasn't a person. That is definitely
6: an enormous racist, right? Oh, that's such
3: <laughs> Hard to imagine. All right, question four. How will Trin- Tristan Thompson's crumbling marriage affect his play this offseason? Is his philandering a sign of LeBron's poor leadership credentials? Would Steph Curry have let him cheat like this? Wilms you first?
0: I mean, he's been shitty ever since they won the championship. Um, last year, I was like, I got more excited than I should have for the finals because I thought it was going to be fun, but <laughs> it was not. as soon as it was not at all. And as soon as Tristan Thompson, oh, wow was a little bit of a bomb, a bomb about to go off, huh? That's what, the, that's what that sound was. Um, yeah, but as soon as it started and you saw Thompson just flopping around out there like a dead-ass fish or something, it was it was clear that there was no way that the Cavs were going to win. Because he really terrorized uh, the Warriors when they won it. And uh, he just doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, do, is it a sign of LeBron's weak leadership? Yes. I think it is. <laughs> uh, three I, I, I I do legitimately I don't wanna like say these thoughts because it makes me sound like some sort of like whole like fucking skip bayless like type of person. But like LeBron, I do like question like LeBron's like interpersonal teammate skills lately, um, just because there's been a sequence of teammates who have felt extremely alienated and disaffected. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with him directly, but it's starting to seem like it might have to do with him. Directly. In fairness,
3: Isaiah is a maniac.
0: Okay. But what about Kyrie Irving and Jay Crowder? All right. And
2: like, it's, it's a lot. And Kevin Love.
1: Yeah, I'm constantly Roe.
2: like, oh, no one likes me. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin club. Love's been like that. my is... dad's a beach boy. <laughs> I mean, my uncle's a beach boy. <laughs> I mean, his uncle's the worst beach boy. Like His his uncle's the worst person in rock music history. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I'm including <laughs> Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three, three
3: point take there, Wilms. Uh, uh, Joey, your turn.
2: Uh... I don't think it's going to bother Tristan Thompson until the baby is born and Khloe Kardashian names it Larry Nance III uh, after his replacement. Um, then it'll really bother him. Is it a an, an indictment of LeBron's leadership? Um, no, because LeBron is fucking leaving. <laughs> so he doesn't care what these guys do, and he never has. And Steph Curry leads by example. Uh, LeBron should have appeared on his wife's cooking show or whatever bullshit that is. Uh, And maybe Tristan Thompson wouldn't have cheated. So, yes, actually, I agree. I don't know. Wow. Really petered out that take there at the end.
3: Two points. Uh, (laughs) Very odd structure. (laughs) Uh,
1: Will the philandering hurt, you know, Tristan Thompson when he plays? No, because he doesn't really play. As uh, as Joey pointed out, yeah, that's all Larry Nance's job now. Would it have happened under Steph Curry's watch? Is it an indictment of LeBron's poor leadership? Yes, it is. I believe Steph Curry probably could have kept Tristan busy with, like, a promise keeper's, you know, invitation. Or maybe just a... <laughs> a raucous karaoke party or something. I think a a true leader like Steph Curry would have kept Tristan Thompson a little more focused on both uh, his job and his marriage.
3: LeBron, on the other hand, just kept, just kept funneling a licentious wine down his throat. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, (laughs) Steph Curry can't keep one of his teammates away from Bill Simmons. So I don't know if that helped at all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: god i i really am definitely imagining like a warrior's intervention now Kevin Durant, where they're like hey uh kevin we really got we really got to talk to you you've
3: been been on the bs report entirely
5: too many times
6: if you think about it what happens to draymond whenever he's away from steph curry it's like the season ends, and it's like, Draymond's driving 120 miles an hour down the freeway?
5: He's <laughs> Snapchatting
6: his dick on a plane? It's like, and you, it's like, you've only been away from Steph for a week, buddy.
3: Uh, two points. Keen, your, your turn.
6: Uh, yeah, there's a there's a natural ceiling for any uh, Canadian athlete named Tristan. Like, it's just, he's already... <laughs> maxed out on the potential for a canadian guy named tristan but we also should have known that tristan thompson was going to have some problems with commitment because he entirely switched the hand he shoots free throws with after being the number four pick in the nba draft like that just shows a lack of commitment to you know that the hand that supported him and took him this far and uh, made his NBA career pregnant with possibility. He just abandoned that shooting hand oh. for a new, flashier hand. Oh, hey. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I don't really think that's LeBron's fault. I kind of, I, I blame both uh, Tristan Thompson, his tattoo artist, the Nation of Canada, and then secondarily, LeBron James. Like, there was a reason he was getting rid of Andrew Wiggins when he got to the Caps. He was correct that you just can't have that much Canada together on one team. Even the Raptors do not like like they got rid of their big Canadian player and they they made it to the number one seed and won fifty nine games. So I'm I'm saying Canada is more to blame.
0: I just have to times. I just have to say this is all this Canada slander is all very unfair to Michael Bennett. <laughs>
1: It checks out with uh, Jamal Murray failing to get the Nuggets in the playoffs.
0: Hey, he's 21 years old. Hands off.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you 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 could say Steve Nash, but also Steve Nash was born in South Africa. You know, those are probably like, like just just crafty, evil Afrikaners that is in his heritage. That's why he has that killer instinct.
0: J.M. J. Coates, he personally tortured Steve Nash with, 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 with horrifying bedtime stories. I got that joke, John.
3: Uh, you know what, Keen? That's a five-point take. Wow.
5: What?
3: <laughs> I just, it's true.
0: You can't have too much Canada on your team. Uh, let it, let it be, let it be noted that Xenophobia plays well on T.O.B. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, uh, question,
3: uh, five. Has there ever been a stupider playoff team than this year's Thunder? Do they deserve to lose in two games or three games? Uh, shit. You'll have to forgive me. I'm going to have to take a fi- second
0: to figure out who went first last time. Uh. At Wilms, go ahead. Um, Yes, there has been a stupider playoff team. Do you remember when the Lakers had Dwight Howard and Steve Nash? (laughs) Yeah, that's
3: fair. That's fair.
0: There has been a stupider playoff team before. That was a remarkably stupid playoff game. They got swept by the Spurs in the first round, barely got the eighth seed. Dwight got ejected in the closeout game, Um, just like throwing a straight-up hissy fit. So, yes, there has been a stupider team before. Um, I actually am excited to watch uh, Jazz Thunder. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, I think that Westbrook going at Gobert time and time again is going to be really fun to watch. I think that he's going to foul a lot, but it'll be fun to watch. I think that Paul George is going to be trying really hard, and that'll be fun to watch. Are you 100%
3: sure about that, though?
0: Yeah, I am, because if nothing else, he's playing for money. Um, And... Stephen Adams is really good, and it's going to be like prob- – there will probably be a, a, a fight between Stephen Adams and
2: someone on the Jazz.
0: Yo, Joe Ingles. Pro-
2: Joe, yeah, it'll yeah. Joe Ingles. Yeah, it will be Joe Ingles.
0: There's just going to be like a lot of dirty and intense and like very you know, somewhat violent play, and I'm excited to watch it. I, I think the Jazz will win the series,
2: but I think it will be six or seven games. Uh,
3: Three-point take, Wilms. Joey.
2: Uh, yeah, there's been a stupider playoff team, and it was last year's Chicago Bulls <laughs> with Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, and a checked-out Jimmy Butler, and they almost won.
1: They would have won. Yeah, won. They should have won.
2: Almost won, and now because of that insane, dumb playoff team. We have people now talking about playoff Rajon Rondo in 2018, and fuck that. Uh, Jazz in five.
3: Uh, uh, Two points.
1: Uh, Keith. Uh, Yeah, there's been a stupider playoff team. I'll, I'll cite my favorite team, the Memphis Grizzlies, two years ago. Rolled into the playoffs with Jordan Farmer and Matt Barnes playing over 35 minutes every game. (laughs) Uh, We had Xavier Munford, Lance Stevenson off the bench. So, yeah, that was a much stupider team. But, yeah, uh, I also think this team is going to lose. This Thunder team is going to lose to the Jazz. I I give them six games. Uh, I don't think two is in the books. Maybe three. Yeah. I'll go six. Uh,
3: Two points, Keith. Uh. Marcus Gasol was on that team. Ah, boy. There have been some pretty insane Grizzlies. Uh,
1: f- uh, point of order, Marcus Gasol was not on that team. Oh, he yes, hurt. he
3: was injured. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, pardon me. I apologize. Uh,
6: uh, Keen. Uh, I, the, the thing that holds me back from calling them the dumbest team is just that I think there's a really good chance that they win this series. Uh, just because a lot of the things that Utah does in the regular season don't work that well in the playoffs. They don't work that well against a team like the thunder, like, uh, you know, playing boring. Iso ball is bad in the regular season, but kind of weirdly effective, like guys like Westbrook and Kobe and Dwayne Wade and Reggie Miller, who take kind of inefficient, crazy shots, uh, like, they are they get overrated in the regular season, but they're super underrated in the postseason because so many shots are difficult. And meanwhile, the Jazz had one of those weird-ass, just-get-his-own-shitty-shot-all-the-time guys, Joe Johnson, and they got rid of him. And instead, they're going to be relying on Donovan Mitchell creating for himself. Um, and, you know, the Thunder have, like, a lazy defense— but they, they get a lot of steals and Utah makes a lot of passes. So that was more of an argument for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I think the other the two dumb teams they remind me of are that uh, when George Carl decided to bring in Anthony Mason to the Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, Glenn Robinson <coughs> Bucks team that actually kind of played like a two thousand fourteen playoff team, and instead they're like, We need to add this plotting Thirty-five-year-old sociopath to come in and slow everything down and push everybody around, and then uh, it also has a lot of shades of the two thousand two Blazers, where they were like, you know what, Sean Kemp weighs about three hundred and twenty-five pounds now, and he makes he has the highest salary in the NBA. Let's add him to the mix, and that's what trading for Mello was.
1: Just... You keep you keep citing incredible teams, yeah,
6: <laughs> Legend, uh, <laughs> legends, I read, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I read Ray Allen's book last week, and in it he accuses George Carl of being afraid of Anthony Mason once they sign him. Oh, I, I completely
6: agree. Like, that's a guy who's like, we need some toughness on this team, and then he's just terrified. He's like, i got to just trade for Gary Payton so someone will back me up in the locker room finally.
1: Anthony Mason would have more triple-doubles than Westbrook if he played today. I'm saying it.
3: It's true. It's true. <laughs> Stephen yeah, Adams. Like Stephen Adams would five. not be allowed to yeah. rebound.
6: <laughs> 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 I do have do this... you think Westbrook like has something on Adams? Is Adams just a good teammate, or just Westbrook like know some murder he committed in New Zealand? And like every time he thinks about going for a free throw rebound. Russell Westbrook just like whispers Auckland or something like that. You probably,
3: you probably, you probably don't have to be his teammate long to learn some very deeply unsavory sexual <laughs> things about him. In fairness,
6: yeah, he's just showing you on his phone like ten minutes after meeting you.
1: Yeah, he's. I, I agree. He's very forthcoming. I believe in that in that scenario.
2: Check it out, mate. Here's a dead body I found. <laughs>
3: Uh, Keen, I gave you uh, two points, I think. That seems right. uh, I was going to dock you for peddling the you need tough shot creators in the playoffs thing, but then you mentioned Joe Johnson. And, uh, you know, that I'm okay with. (laughs) God, I hope Houston wins the title because I... I'd like I've needed an NBA champion, Joe Johnson, my whole life.
2: So then his full name would be seven time all star and future Hall of Famer and NBA champion, Joe Johnson.
3: Yes, it would. Yeah.
2: Okay. I don't think he's <laughs> particularly
6: interested in advancing past the second round of the playoffs, though. U-J-H? Like it happened once and he got his face broken and he's like, never again. I will oh, that's why he signed with Chris May
2: Paul First. and James Harden.
6: Yeah. He's like, these guys, I will. I won't. I won't have to lose my deposit on the fishing boat rental I scheduled for May seventh. You
1: know? <laughs> I feel like if he would if he would just would have stayed on the Suns, he probably would have won titles. But he, uh, he, yeah, he he left and uh, decided, that, you know, money was money was better. How dare he? Yeah. Uh, question
3: seven: It would be hard to presume that the Wizards are going to get out of the first round, considering how extraordinarily shitty they look during the year. But there's a level of malice in this team that I think goes deeper. So how possible is it, do you think, that we will see the team erupt into a brawl with itself? Wilms, you first. <laughs> that they will erupt
2: into a brawl with themselves. I'm sorry, you know, I'm
3: sorry. Wilms is not first. Joey is first. I apologize, Wilms.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say it's extremely likely. I'm gonna say like uh 65%. <sighs> Uh, all that needs to happen is Marcin Gortat has to give an interview at any point in the playoff series, and then they will be fighting, uh, because even, like, two days ago, he was talking shit about John Wall in the media, uh, yeah, they, these guys are crazy, they're crazy, I tell you. (laughs)
3: i was gonna give you two points but then you said i'm crazy they're crazy
2: I tell you. so
3: i gave you three keith yeah.
1: yeah i think this fight is is incredibly likely we have all this uh john wall keep having these sit-down meetings with martin gortat and again when john wall immediately got hurt the wizards took off and this everybody eats like wizards took off and they, they won all these games they were having fun Post game of every game they would just grin be like why are you guys winning games and Brad Bill would look at the camera and go everybody eats like he would do like a, a break the fourth wall I'm excited John Wall's not playing and then they they, they kind of they lost whatever magic that was and now that they, they keep doing all these things we don't know why we're bad we keep having team meetings and so again as we mentioned earlier now they've brought in uh Mai tai Lawson into the mix to shake things up, and that no, joke you know, is
3: insanely offensive.
1: He has a drinking problem. Yes, I know he has
3: a drinking problem.
1: <laughs> is, this un- is this too insensitive for uh, for Tiobe?
3: No, I guess not. That's all fair. right, fine.
1: But he uh, so why in the world would you bring him in when it seems like you already have t- Tomas Satoransky as a good backup point guard? There's no purpose. So I feel like this team is set up to if. The Raptors cannot fall apart in, like, the first half of their first game and actually win that first game. (laughs) I do think, yes, the Wizards will erupt maybe a post-game brawl and refuse to come out uh, for game two and be the first ever 1-0 sweep.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs)
3: uh, Four points, Keith. (laughs) I... I, I got. I do. I gotta say, I do think adding Ty Lawson is almost entirely like we gotta figure out a way to end this.
6: <laughs> yeah, <but> shut <laughs> it down, Kane. Uh, I think that the Washington Wizards are not only likely to fight each other. I feel like they have a lot of uh, players that are deeply conflicted just with themselves. Like I feel like Ian Mahinmi and Raymond Sessions are. Two of, like, the most self-loathing players in the NBA, probably because of their uh, ridiculously pronounced names, I would say. But even, like, you look at, like, Otto Porter Jr. and Kelly Oubre Jr. No one knows who their fathers are, and they still have to go by Jr. for no reason. Like, that's just a built-in inferiority complex. And... John Wall used to be able to like channel his feelings of being underpaid, his feelings of like Bradley Beal being his rival, and now that he got a supermax contract, he doesn't have an identity anymore. Like he he's he's overpaid now, and now he he has nothing to rail against except John Wall. Oh damn! So I think it's I think it's really dangerous. Oh, and then and that's not even getting into the fact that Markeith Morris is like one body of like a like a single mind shared by two different bodies in two different cities with his identical <laughs> twin brother. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see this could be like the first Heaven's Gate NBA situation where it's just like, you know what? Instead of having this home playoff game down to nothing, let's just drink poison.
2: <laughs> drink this poison, Tim Fraser. It's time to go <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh two points or three points, Keen. I don't know why I don't know why I decided not to be generous there for a second. Wilms
0: It's kinda of unfortunate that um we didn't end up somehow with uh Wizards Celtics. Just because I feel like having both Morris brothers um on the court would have really you know been that ex- that extra splash of gasoline that we needed. Um <laughs>
3: But, yeah, because, uh, yeah, because at some point, uh, I forgot the, who's the non-Marquise one. Marcus, Marcus, thank you. Marcus. At some point, Marcus they have would the get...
6: same name. Yeah. They don't even have different names.
3: <laughs> at some point, Marcus would uh, get into a, a incidental fight, and and Marquise would just run off the bench and like start clobbering. Yeah. You know.
0: No, I really yeah. want to. I really want to really watch Marcus Celtics player Marcus Morris help. Uh, Wizards player Markeith Morris beat the shit out of his teammate John Wall. Um, just like I don't think we've ever seen a player from another team help a teammate beat the shit out of his team. Help an opposing player beat the shit it out of his team.
3: Yeah, it would have been beautiful. Really,
0: it would would have been unprecedented. Honestly, usually all NBA fights I can remember were extreme. Were completely partisan. There was no mixing of no mixing of sides. Um, so I'm obsessed that we. I'm upset that we didn't get that extra level, um, but yeah, they're absolutely gonna have a fight. I mean, like the Ty Lawson thing is absolutely just like they just they just need an excuse. Like I'm surprised they didn't sign like also Metaworld World Peace and like you know ben Jamal Gordon. Tinsley. Jamal yeah. Tinsley,
2: that's who would have been. It, it. If anything, meta would be a
3: calming presence in the locker room.
0: Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. It was that's that's all. It was a long time ago that he was cagey. Um, he's just like, guys,
6: we should go to therapy. Like it, it'll change your life. Do you guys remember,
0: remember? when Meta just like absolutely clobbered uh, James Harden with his elbow,
6: though?
3: Yeah. Yes. Like concuss, so like, like, like openly concuss James Harden. You mean?
0: Yes, it was actually, and it was actually not even that long ago, honestly. Um, but so, yeah. To answer your question, yes, they're they're going to fight.
3: I, I think <laughs> I think if you were going to sign a malice at the Palace Pacer to try to like really speed things along, I think stack is, Yeah, I think Stack is the play there.
0: I also like low key think that signing Ben Gordon would have been really helpful toward exploding <laughs> the team.
6: Oh, knife wielding. Uh, landlord attacker Ben Gordon. Oh, I forgot about that.
0: There's, it goes it goes a lot deeper than that. I'll, that's all I'm gonna say.
3: Yeah, John's got John's got deep deep Chicago Ben Gordon knowledge. Uh, four, four points, Wells. Uh,
6: hey, do you think? Do you think maybe the reason that James Harden flops so much is that he still has PTSD from Ron Artest just concussing him for no reason while he was just running down the court? like he just like guys go at him and he's like ah it's (laughs) better
0: I mean would explain a lot
6: Uh,
3: next uh, question last but not least please construct a plausible scenario that ends in the Blazers winning the title Keith you there I'm back good Uh, I heard you picking up your mic but I wasn't 100% sure Uh,
1: Uh, that wasn't a mic Corbin what I don't know what that means. Sorry, keep going.
3: Are you saying it was your hog? (laughs) Are you recording into your
1: dick? Gets the best reception.
3: (laughs) It's hooked up to fucking satellites, baby. That's what I tell. That's what I tell all my lovers. Keith, last but not least, question eight. Please construct a plausible scenario that ends in the Portland Trailblazers winning the NBA title.
1: Hit me up. Okay. All right. Uh, let me let me, let me me consult my notes. All right. You know, first round, they're playing the Pelicans. The Pelicans don't know what they're doing in the playoffs. They're just excited to be there. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday playoff rondo is a complete farce, as uh, was pointed out by uh, one of you round ball rockers earlier. Um, and so they advance past that easily. And then they face a, a, face a hobbled Golden State Warriors in the next round, which is... Easily dispatched because, uh, again, Quinn Cook is no replacement for Chef Curry. Uh, they have the darkness of Bill Simmons riding inside of Kevin Durant. <laughs> Draymond Green just wants to get into a college bar fight in East Lansing, so he's not truly motivated. Uh, and, and so the, war- the Warriors are dispatched. And then we're facing who? I mean, in the conference finals, the Rockets? The Rockets with James Harden, I've never been there. Chris Paul, I've never been there. Mike D'Antoni, I don't make playoff adjustments other than shortening my bench to like unworkable six-man rotations. So then they're, they're in the finals, and then they're playing whatever weak East representative decides to show their faces, be it the Toronto Raptors who finally decide to put it together for postseason, be it the upstart Philadelphia 76ers processors with uh, a point guard who can't shoot or make free throws and a guy with a broken face. All you got to do is get Nurk to you know, maybe bump him in the in the face mask, put in Wade Baldwin to knock out uh, Embiid, or you face LeBron, who is, you know, he doesn't have it. And you know LeBron's leaving next year. You just convince LeBron. You know, like, where, he's hey, going. You know where he's
3: going, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. LeBron Dame needs a third option. Yeah, and on. LeBron actually, in the middle of game three, switches teams. <laughs> cool. and, then, uh, and then there you have it. Uh, Portland Trailblazers are your world champions. Three points, Keith. Keen,
3: your turn.
6: All right, well, they, they play the New Orleans Pelicans, and uh, Anthony Davis, his his identity is so uh, just, just caught up in having a unibrow. But when he's playing in a city that's just so open-minded about all kinds of body hair and personal appearance, he actually just loses his drive and just has a real pedestrian series. Then when they play the Warriors, uh, it's just uh, – what ends up happening is that Dame Lillard records a completely clean, beautiful hip-hop album that the Warriors are playing before game one to make fun of, and then suddenly it starts to really get into their souls, and they just start weeping. They start weeping on the court. They can't bring it together. Portland sweeps that series. Finally, they go up against uh, the ultimate opponent, the Utah Jazz, the only team with as white, a fan base, and a roster— as the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA. And Jake Lehman goes for 35 points in a Game 7 victory. Uh, finally, in the, in the final round, uh, they're facing the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously, in the NBA Finals. And this is just the point when Kevin Love uh, just really gets back in touch with his Oregon roots. Yeah. He, he knows he's an Oregon boy, and uh, this is what he does. He murders LeBron James in his sleep. It's a mercy killing, he says. He's just got to bring, he's got to bring a title to, to Oregon. That's the only way he can make up for all the terrible things that his yeah. uncle did to Brian Wilson. Yeah. And uh, the Blazers are the champs. Uh, and LeBron is dead.
3: Four, four, four points, Keen. <laughs> uh, rest in peace to the king. And he makes Uh, it look like
6: LeBron stabbed himself in the heart. Oh,
0: (laughs) interesting. Uh, Wilms? You know, I'm not going to craft an elaborate fiction because I just don't have the energy for it. (laughs) Oh, uh, that
2: Petrus game is too good?
0: Yeah. What is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who, yeah, where where is that? That's Keen, keen, right? that?
6: Sorry, I'm recording from a parking lot yeah, yeah, and all the power yeah. has... It's actually kind of an apocalyptic situation here at the edge of Beverly Hills uh, where <laughs> all the power seems to be out for like eight blocks and now there's a lot of uh, emergency vehicles driving past. Cool, cool. Sounds, sounds cool.
0: Um, I, just w- I would just like to say <laughs> that um, you know the league is just more open than I... It feels emotionally to me more open than it has yeah. in a while going into the playoffs so I don't think that I really need to say much about the Blazers eligibility for a championship I think they're one of many teams that I could fathom winning it this year I don't see the Warriors as the overdog that they've been I don't see LeBron as the overdog that he's been the Rockets are the most rational you know top pick but they already lost one of their best defenders for the first round if not longer and they have a bunch of dudes who have sort of cursed playoff existences. So I think it's open. I think that uh, Dame Lillard and company could definitely uh, take it all.
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Three points. Wilms. Joey. Uh, here's my scenario uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver creates a rule that uh, does not limit players from signing with other teams. And every team the Blazers plays signs Ty Lawson before the series starts.
3: <laughs> Three points. Uh, there was actually one more question that I accidentally skipped. I'm going to do it, though. Do you guys mind?
2: Yeah, there's a series we haven't talked about at all. What is it? The oh, Celtics I think... And the yeah, yeah,
3: it, is, it happens to be about that series.
2: So boring.
3: Okay. Well, Alright, please, everybody, calm down. Question six. <laughs> Can Giannis beat the Celtics so we don't have to continue watching them? Uh, Keen, I think. I'm sorry, I've been doing a bad job, but Keen. Oh,
6: that's fine. Uh, I uh, you know I I would normally say that the power of Giannis is enough, and they've they've got the athleticism, but the the Bucks have just one of the worst NBA offenses I've ever seen, where <laughs> they they just. They, they throw it to Giannis, but they only give him, like, seven seconds to do it. Uh, Jason Terry's starting all the time. Uh, you know, it, it feels like somehow, even though they traded Greg Monroe, his ghost is still out there on the court, like, just bumming people out. Like, he's not really haunting them in a poltergeist way. He's just reminding them of how fleeting potential is and how easy it is for everything to slip away. Like... They somehow have Thawne Maker, who's like a rookie, a second year player who feels like he's like a million years old and like all all the chances he had to be good are gone. And that's what uh, NBA coach vampire Brad Stevens really thrives on. You know, his opponents fear his like feelings of weakness. It's like basically facing a dementor is facing the Boston Celtics. That's why they were able to beat the Wizards last year, and that's why they were so vulnerable to the, you know, uh, confident for no reason Chicago Bulls. Like, his powers don't work on someone who's irrationally as confident as Rondo. But unfortunately, I feel like the the Milwaukee Bucks this year are still clinically depressed and will not be able to get it done against Boston. Uh,
3: two points, Keen. Uh, Wilms.
0: Uh, I am listening to what Sean has to say and am concerned that he's correct. Um, the 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 Bucks just do have a very sort of like buh about them. If I had to describe their team energy, I would describe it as buh. Um They do really just kind of watch. They have like way more talent than they appear to have when you're watching them play. Uh, but but. Here's the blurt moment. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and I think that they'll figure it out just because the pressure of the playoffs, the heat of the moment, will allow them to just realize that they can do some very basic things. Like, I don't know, uh, a good Eric Bledsoe, Giannis Antetokounmpo pick and roll, maybe? The Celtics have <laughs> the Celtics have absolutely no way of fucking with that if they do it well. Like, 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 why do they not? And then you just have, like, Chris Middleton standing in the corner so they can't help, like... Why? Why do you not just fucking do that every time? I don't understand. Um, anyway, I think they'll figure it out. They just have way too much talent. The Celtics are playing guard like Shane Larkin is getting major burn. Terry Rozier oh. is starting like oh. it's just it's 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 brutal. <laughs> like what's his name? People who are like getting cute little nicknames on Celtics Twitter who play like three minutes a game are now playing like twenty eight minutes a game. You know. Um, Fucking somebody named Kadeem Allen is on the team now. Jabari, I saw, <laughs> I saw them. Jabari Bird is on the team. Who, who are these He's... people? <laughs> Jabari Bird is just like
6: Jalen Brown's friend from college. Seriously, Jonathan. He, here's some he other than a good who, college player.
0: Here's some other people who are on the team now. Um, Ab Abdel Nader, Jonathan uh-huh. Gibson, Jonathan Gibson. Who are these people?
4: <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: There's no, there's no way. I'm sorry, Brad Stevens. I do have to give him more credit than I would like to, just because people pour way too much of like the great white man mythology into him. But he is very, he is very good. He just is not that good. Like the Bucks are, the Bucks are better at every single position, except for maybe Al Horford. That's it. Uh,
3: and also Brad Stevens, of course, is the official position of this podcast that he has never and will never have sex.
0: Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he, has. he yeah. won't.
2: Has not fucked. Uh Joey. Yeah, uh I think the Bucks are gonna win this series because uh coaches don't matter really unless that coach is named Greg Popovich and uh Brad Sim uh, uh Brad Stevens is a fraud and it's time to it's time to crown the true boy king of the NBA, Giannis Adadakempo, not Brad fucking Stevens. Oh, God damn. God damn.
3: Seared. Seared. That that takes Seared, Joey, 4 points. Keith.
1: Uh, I'm depressed to say I don't think the Bucks can unseat the Celtics. I mean, I have to side on the side of a uh, white man savior, virgin Brad Stevens. I feel I feel like if Brad Stevens coached the Bucks, the Bucks would win 60 games at least. I think the Bucks have all the talent in the world, and yet they're playing Brendan, Brandon Jennings and, and Jason Terry. Every now and then Shabazz Muhammad plays. They have a guy named oh. Sterling Brown, who I'm almost certain is an actor. They, like, <laughs> they play, like, finally Malcolm Brogdon oh, yeah. is back. And- oh, yeah, he's in uh, The Beginning of Black Panther. Yeah, Matthew Delavadova's is back, and so Joe Prunty, who has no idea what he's doing, is playing like twelve guys in the rotation. It's a complete mess. Yes, the Bucks have like all the best players, and despite the fact that Kadeem Allen is going to play minutes and Jabari Bird is going to play minutes, and by the way, did you guys know there's a guy in the NBA named Milton Doyle? What? Get the fuck out of here! He plays for the Nets. I never heard of him. He plays for the Nets. <laughs> When, this, when that Suns guy, Alec Peters, scored 36 points on the last night, and I didn't know who he was, I got real concerned and started looking at rosters. <laughs> this Milton Doyle guys played like six games. Anyway, no, I, I think it's depressing that despite the fact they have by far the best player in this series in Antetokounmpo, and they have Chris Middleton, who unfortunately thinks he's the best player on the Bucks and Eric Bledsoe, no, like, they're going to lose to this sad sack Celtics team because they've squandered all their leadership, and they need their own virgin white man savior coach. Uh, it could be a black. It could be a black man also, like Dave Fisdale. Yeah, uh,
3: three points, Keith. Uh, we're looking up uh, Milton Doyle right now. Uh, I Keith- have
6: to. I have to apologize, by the way, because I said that the Milwaukee Bucks were haunted by the ghost of Greg Monroe because I forgot. It's a he plays candy, for the Celtics. <laughs> show, that's that's got to be a bummer.
3: Uh, uh, he is on a two-way contract with the Long Island Nets of the NBA G League. The Long Island Nets.
6: Why would you name them the Nets? Like the name <laughs> vaguely made sense in New Jersey, makes no sense at all in Brooklyn, sure. and you're just like building on the goodwill that's been engendered by the Brooklyn Nets to be like, hey guys, you know this super depressing team that sucks and had Paul Pierce and Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett at their highest point? Like, let's remind you of this with even shittier players.
1: Should have named them the Ice Tees.
6: Yeah, that would have been tight. I, the, they would have the, sold the
1: drink, so much merch.
3: The drink, not, uh, not the rapper. Oh, either
1: either one either way I mean, oh the all long island ice
3: teas uh yeah that is a oh, good now idea. you're
2: there and they could have <laughs> I, <laughs> took me a minute sorry uh, yeah. uh you know who would have gotten there quicker ty lawson
1: <laughs> all right <laughs> <Hey, laughs> hey. and jamal tinsley all right got him. <laughs>
3: Uh, all right, uh, what a wonderful and spirited takes throwdown, but it's time to leave the dominion of opinion and stroll into the glorious Palace of Concrete. fact, I have with me right here on my computer a number randomizer set from between 1947 to 2017. Uh, I am going to randomly generate a year, and you will buzz in and tell me who played in the NBA Finals that year and who won.
2: Oh, my God.
3: If all right. <laughs> If you Wait, get it, what? if you get it correct, you can offer a take on the team. Uh, uh, again, the one point for a correct answer, uh, one point for a good take. A scorching take will be worth three. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yes.
1: What are we answering? You're saying a year, and then we're saying someone in the finals. The finals Who played naturally? in
3: the
2: finals? Who played in the
3: okay. finals? Gotcha. That year, teams. Teams. Yes, not players. Okay. Keen, you got it. Yes. Okay, ready? Yeah. The first year is 1983.
6: Keen. John. Keen. Uh, it was the Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers.
3: Yes, Keen, this is the case. Good um, job. The Sixers the... Uh, won 4-0. Now, please offer a take on these teams.
6: Um, What I like about this team is that they were immortalized for something that they didn't actually do that the story of the team is like yeah they said they were going to go fo fo foe and then then they didn't and I, I just <laughs> like that their identity is something that even though they were a dominant team they're still remembered as the perfection that they did not reach
3: yeah it's poetic in a way
6: yeah uh
3: Next, uh, next year. 2009.
0: Joey. Uh, John. Okay. I have to think about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, who did, who did you play in 2009?
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Joey. Joey.
3: I'm sorry, John. You took a little too long. It was the Lakers and the magic. Yeah, but you took too long. Eh, fine. No,
0: I knew though, I knew though
3: Alright, fine, Wilms gets it, I'm sorry Joey, Wilms gets it I should have <laughs> uh, John, do you have a take on those teams?
0: Uh, I just remember that LeBron hit the game winning shot Like a deep three Against the Magic And then the Magic still made it to the finals And um, it was a terrible finals LeBron went to the Heat after that
2: Wow, great take on those that finals, Will. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was bad.
0: It was bad. Like Trevor, Trevor Ariza might have been the best player in that finals.
6: That I, I. That's love a take I mem-
1: would give points to.
6: I, I do love that. Uh, LeBron hit that crazy shot, and everyone was like, "Ooh, the momentum's going to the Cavs," and they lost every other game of the series. And <laughs> the same thing happened in the to the Lakers one year where Kobe hit hit a miracle shot to win it at the buzzer and it was like, the Lakers are back! And then they lost the next three games of the series.
3: Uh, they certainly deserved it. Wilms, one point. Only because you, uh, slandered Kobe by celebrating Trevor Ariza, though. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Next year.
6: 1960. Keen? Keen. (laughs) Keen. Uh, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers.
3: I'm sorry, it is not the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: John. John. The Boston Celtics and the Minneapolis Lakers. I'm
3: sorry, it is not the Minneapolis Lakers either.
1: <laughs> uh, Keith. Keith. The Syracuse Nationals and the uh Kansas City Kings. Oof, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Keen, do you have a guess? <laughs> I don't know what happened in 1960.
6: Uh, it's
2: Joey
3: has a Or sorry Joey, I apologize. Uh
2: the Boston Celtics and the um I don't know, the Philadelphia Warriors. I'm sorry, it was
3: the Boston Celtics and the St. Louis Hawks. No. Oh. Oh. The... Oh, of
2: course. Win that
6: year? What? Did the, was that the year the Hawks actually No,
3: won? it was the year that the... Uh, no, no, the Hawks won in a different year. I'm not going to say what year in case it comes up, but uh, no, that was not the year the Hawks won. Uh, next answer. 1979! Hell yeah.
6: Keen. Keen. It was the Seattle Supersonics and the Bullets.
3: Yes, the Seattle Supersonics and the Washington Bullets. The Sonics won. In a 4-1 to showdown. Keen, do you have a take on this series?
6: Uh, it just reminds me that that was the year I was born. And it it's amazing that in my lifetime there's been one Seattle championship since then. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, just because of the sheer amount of great players that have been in that city like some of my favorite players and just it's never really even been that close
3: we uh we i'm afraid that we don't uh give points for complimenting seattle here on take it or break it (laughs) (laughs) so we're firmly uh we're firmly portland uh partisans here and so i'm afraid Uh, i can i
2: have a take i have a take i I can't give you
3: points for it but please go ahead Uh, yeah
2: that's fine uh that particular finals is the reason uh the oklahoma city thunder should not exist because if you win a finals, if you win a championship in a city, it should be mandated that you are so you have to stay there forever. I'm, I, respect that, the, I respect that. I respect that. Should the Hawks go back to St. Louis?
3: Yes.
6: Yeah. Why not?
3: <laughs> in all honesty, <laughs> give, I don't even know if like
6: if that would be that like that. Horrified. I'm going
1: to give that a no. No, that's a no.
6: <laughs> well, they the only thing that would be good about it, well, I guess they wouldn't be able to leave. I like the idea that the Atlanta Hawks could move to St. Louis so they could be moved to Seattle, but that's kind of. Listen, not guys. The Keith, of what
0: Keith knows more about the region, and he doesn't approve.
1: Hasn't the NAACP <laughs> recommended people not to go to the state of Missouri? <laughs> I don't think we should move an NBA team there.
3: It's fair. <laughs> uh next uh next uh matchup
6: 1994 Keen Keen. It was the New York Knicks and the Houston Rockets.
3: Yes, the Knicks and the Rockets. Of course, the Rockets won. Uh The White
2: Bronco series.
6: The White Bronco series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: picture in picture um, like, finals, baby. What I what I like about the <laughs> NBA finals is that it's given us i believe uh one of the fundamental elements that lets inside the nba have the correct tension where no matter how rich and successful and charismatic charles barkley is he will never have that one thing (laughs) over kenny smith and it, it feels like kenny smith is like more at peace with his soul even though charles barkley has so unlimited charisma and money like that one thing he'll never be better than
3: it should be noted that like that like Barkley is like such a one point for the take but Barkley is such a like sinkhole of craving that like I like probably nothing would actually
6: satisfy him you know what I mean yeah (laughs) well Joey didn't he wasn't it when he like he he got cut from the 84 Olympic team is that right Joey
2: yeah on purpose
6: because he would just eat an entire pizza every day after practice, and eventually Bobby Knight cut him.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he did it on purpose. So he he only went. Oh, this is so he only went for the first three days because, uh, like, um, advertising reps were there, but he really didn't want to play for Bobby Knight because Bobby Knight kept calling him fat, uh, and he's and, like, "I'll show you fat." Well, and th- that's what he did. So he would run home every night. He. Bobby Knight put him with Steve Alford, roomed him with Steve Alford to try and keep him in check. And uh, (laughs) Barkley wouldn't, like, uh, he wouldn't shower or anything. He would just run back to the dorm room where the pizza was waiting and eat the entire pizza. And then Steve Alford would have to go hungry for those three days. (laughs) Uh, Steve Alford absolutely deserves
6: every moment of hunger that he has. (laughs)
3: He's trash fuck steve alford is steve alford like a republican governor somewhere now
2: no he's the uh the rape apologist who runs ucla i believe i think he's been fired now right no he's the current
3: (laughs) head coach of ucla
6: jesus christ Uh, yeah keith do you have any take on
3: charles barkley
1: uh sorry i just left what did i miss (laughs) I have I have a baby now. Yeah, all uh, right, it, fair, enough, fair enough. In, in my hands, uh, I believe as I told you at a uh, approximately 11 p.m. Central, my baby would wake up crying. Uh, she's good now, I think.
3: Fair enough. Okay, we got we got we got two more of these. You ready?
1: I'm ready now. Yes.
3: I wasn't talking to you, Keith. I was talking to everybody. Oh,
1: just trying to get re- reacquainted here. Sorry. Fair
3: <laughs> I, I apologize. That was a little harsh. John, are you doing okay?
0: What me, yeah.
3: Okay, good. Oh hell yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. 1948.
1: Keith. Keith. Uh St. Louis Hawks Minnesota Lakers. You know what? It's not correct, Lakers. but it
3: it's not correct, but it's a good stab in the dark.
6: Uh Keane. Keane. Uh I believe Syracuse Nationals
2: and <laughs> Minneapolis Lakers.
3: I'm sorry, it is not the Lakers and the Nationals.
2: Joey. Joey. Rochester Royals, New York Knicks?
3: No, I'm sorry. It is not the Rochester... Ah, <laughs> cert- it. it certainly isn't the fucking Knicks. Oh, no, they did. there was actually a Knicks.
1: The Knicks. Rochester, New York Showdown. Uh, Wilms? Well-
0: I have no idea. I'm not even going to try.
3: Okay. <laughs> it is the uh, Baltimore Bullets and the Philadelphia Warriors. The Bullets. Wow. Won- wow. Won four games to two. Yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> Holy fucking crap, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And last but not least, 1989 John John.
0: Uh, It was the Portland Trail Blazers
6: And Detroit Pistons
3: I'm sorry, that is not correct Joey, 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 Joey Keen, Keen, you were the first one
6: It was the Pistons and the Lakers It was, in fact, the Pistons and the Lakers Uh, When was the Blazers? It was in
0: 1990
3: One year later
5: (laughs) You
0: shit yourself, John (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, was so close! You were very close. Uh, Keen, uh, do you have a take? Speak.
6: Yes. Yeah, speaking of individuals who are just full of uh, an unfillable void of hunger, I believe uh, Pat Riley left the Lakers at that point. Even though you know they still had a team that went to the finals two years later and it was just like, he just craved more. He had to go to New York city. Cause like Los Angeles wasn't big and rich enough and cocaine filled enough for him. Well,
2: he had that trademark he had to fulfill. Oh, th-
6: that's right. The thing that's <laughs> yeah. driving Pat Riley's entire life is that he trademarked three Pete and forward and drive for five <laughs> when he thought in like 1988, which I think was Byron Scott's idea too. <laughs> Isn't that right? Didn't he steal it from somebody on his team? Anyway, I, I that's believe he that's hates true. LeBron James, because because the Heat didn't win three in a row, and it ruined the millions of dollars in trademark money he would have gotten for his patent of the word repeat.
1: He also missed out on being in Tequila Sunrise. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and band? I think he's never had the friendship of Vlade Divac, which, I, which seems like it's a special thing.
3: Yeah, what would Pat Riley have done with that though?
6: I he de- probably developed. Uh, I mean, he would have been a- he would have had access to like Yugoslavian vice, and that would have been bad for him and America. I, I think.
1: Also, he probably would have been strip mining the Kings for the last five years of just players and assets. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that's true. <laughs> Our final results. John Wilms, 26. Joy Divine, 20. Keith Parrish, 21. And Sean Keane, 28. Sean Keen, you are the no! victor. No! Wow. wow. No! <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the pre-playoff episode of Take It or Break It. Do you have anybody to thank?
6: Uh, I want to thank... I guess I would have to thank Brad Stevens more than anyone else. No. (laughs) Oh, the other thing I think would be great, though. uh, I'm not going to thank anybody here, but I I do think if Portland makes the finals, I think it would be really great if, like, in some game, one of their announcers had a medical condition, not life-threatening at all, and Bill Walton had to jog out of the locker room like Willis Reed, but just to take over as the color commentator. I think that would be like a really magical moment,
3: yeah, that would be really beautiful, Hopefully it happens uh, and hopefully the person who's uh has a medical problem is Mark Jackson
6: Mark Jackson, yeah <laughs> mama, there goes that aneurysm
3: <laughs>
6: do you think before
3: before we hang up, do you think anybody's yeah. going to hire Mark this year? Do you think the Knicks are going to do it
2: I they think might. the Knick, the Knicks might do it, dude i mean if i were if you were David
6: Fisdale. Is that the job you would want?
2: No.
1: Didn't didn't Mark Jackson make Festus Ezeli cry by, like, lying to him or something? By saying, like, sure all your did. teammates hate you? Oh, yeah.
2: No, I feel he, like all no, these... he, what he did was he told all the other teammates that Festus Ezeli was rooting for them to lose. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and all... then Festus Ezeli cried and told everyone he wasn't. He swore. <laughs> He wants them to win, he's part of the team. I mean, basically Mark Jackson's tenure as Coach
6: of the Warriors was basically a Rico case. Like coaches were wiretapping each other. He was lying. Right. He was getting extorted by a stripper. Like it was like a lot of <laughs> crimes that are similar to like what Al Capone got busted for.
1: I feel like all these stories are in the public consciousness and they're like widely available. So- I don't you see how like, an NBA team yeah, yeah, yeah. would sign this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Can we just pause for a second? That might be the case, but everything <laughs> you're saying is convincing me more and more that he is the perfect coach for the Knicks. Like, exactly. Well, because James Dolan these still
6: like loves New Isaiah York. Thomas.
2: But these are like super New York-like stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh Yeah. They're like like eh, they can't all hire... American lives have three acts. you know? <laughs> They they can't hire Bernie Madoff, so they might as well hire Mark Jackson, dude. <laughs> I mean, could they just get
6: um Elliot Spitz- Spitzer to run the team? Like that seems like
2: Wiener, dude. Wiener oh, should be coach. coach Anthony Wiener.
3: Yeah. It's, time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know, he was taken down by a right-wing <laughs> propaganda machine. It's time for him to coach. You the uh, do, uh, let's do. Let's promote things real quick. John, you first.
0: Uh, just um, look at my Twitter
3: at John Williams words. <laughs> uh,
1: JD,
2: uh, listen to Roundball Rock, dude. Keith, um, oh, it's wait, a funny podcast. <laughs> and then, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Where uh, one time I tweeted, uh, just cracked my iPhone screen and it didn't even, and I didn't even drop it. Bent down in skinny jeans, kill me.
3: Keen?
6: Uh, I have a lot of stuff about the NBA playoffs and the big three running on Guard bark in the next couple weeks, and then, uh last weekend in August, I'll be performing at the Sacramento Punchline with comedian Shang Wang. It is great.
3: And Keith Parrish, please promote something.
1: Uh listen to Fast Break Breakfast MBA podcast available everywhere. Follow me on Twitter at Fast Break. Break.
3: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And you can of course can always follow me on Twitter at Corbin A. Smith. Uh please rate and review this odd pod uh, this podcast on iTunes and further Check us out on Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. And uh, hey, check out their shows, too. Uh, Roundball Rock's cross-posting. Are you, are you, Keith?
1: Am I supposed to cross-post this? I can.
3: You, I, I, I thought that was the idea. You don't need to if you don't want to.
1: Yeah, s- send me that file, brother.
3: All right. Good, good, good. And uh, please share this show with a friend, a lover, your Twitter followers, whoever. John, Sean, Joey, and Keith, thank you very much for joining us. Go Nuggets. oh god we you brought up something i wanted to talk about can we talk about one more thing before i hang up i'm good how much did you want the wolves to lose last night
2: uh like three thousand percent
3: yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, at least 10 out of 10 why why
3: did you want it
1: Ah, uh, me personally, I wanted the Wolves to lose because I've jumped on the Denver Nuggets bandwagon, mm-hmm. and I love uh, Corbin. I love Corbin's uh, favorite player, Nikola Jokic, a oh. lot. Uh, and it seemed funny that the Wolves would lose and keep <laughs> not making the playoffs every year, despite having like all these incredible breaks, like getting Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler gifted to them. Wilms.
0: So I obviously as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, really wanted the Nuggets to win. I've been wanting them to win for a while. That being said, I think after it happened, it made me realize how soft of a fan I ultimately am because I, <laughs> I, I, saw, like all these, I saw the catharsis that the Wolves are experiencing finally getting back to the playoffs, and I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Um,
3: your weakness is disgusting to me, Wilms.
0: You? Were, you, were you pulling for your old bulls? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. It's not like that for (laughs) me at all. That shit is over. Like, the only Bulls battle I want to relive is the 2009 series against the Celtics, led with with Ben Gordon leading the charge. Um, That's the only shit that I want to relive. All the Thibodeau stuff is I have willful amnesia about. I don't want to even think about it anymore. Um, It's like having the
6: great Santini coach your team. Yeah, dude. It's...
2: What? I don't know what that means, but I agree. It's a Robert Duvall movie where he's like a horrible dad. I'll send you. I'll send you a link to the crucial scene, Corbin. Okay, I.
3: I think I'm getting the.
2: Okay, uh,
3: JD. J, J, JD.
2: Uh, I am charmed by the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but, um, uh, mainly I. It was. I wanted the Nuggets to win because I wanted to put the Wolves fans out of their misery yeah. earlier yeah. because I think this I think this playoff run is going to be uh really depressing for them. Yeah. They're not okay.
3: Uh, They're not people with capacity for happiness. Right, right. Like, like nothing like there's no <laughs> way like like they are they are the Buddhist trap.
0: You know, you know how um, Kevin Kevin Durant recently said that he thought that winning a title would fill a void in his life, but it didn't.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I I think yeah. that the Timberwolves fans are uh, coming upon a, a similar discovery.
3: Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, by the once again, the most Drake shit uh, Durant possibly could have said there. Keen, <laughs> you have the last word on on whether on who you wanted to win the Timberwolves or the Nuggets.
6: Um, I was like individually rooting for uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray, while simultaneously convinced that Wilson Chandler and Gary Harris were going to blow the game for them. Um, it just feels like the Nuggets. I mean, this is this is the the Wolves seem like a very conservative, almost Republican team, where you have these like really exciting young players. And the only response was like, let's just get the oldest and slowest players to surround them with. And the Nuggets are like like a really enthusiastic but totally incompetent uh, force. And so it, it did feel like a like Democrat-Republican political battle. And I think that's why Joey and I were texting each other as early as the second quarter being like, I don't really think the Nuggets are going to pull this out. And it was like, they're only down two points. And it's like, somehow, you know, like they'll, they'll botch it at the end.
3: All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening and everybody have a wonderful day.
2: Thanks, Corbin. Bye. Bye.